If there's ever a time to take a detour, it's when you see a superstar. It's the Kimology 411 Superstar segment, where Kim introduces you to awesome people and their amazing stories. And now, ladies and gentlemen, our latest superstar guest, along with our very own superstar, Kim Scholes. Hey everyone, and welcome to my next Superstar segment. I'm so excited to be here with my friend Kelly Walker. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Kim. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing good. One day we're going to do this in person. Oh my gosh, right? I know. You've got a retreat coming up. We'll talk about that later, but <gasps> my plan is to hope to get to come. Um, first of all, I want to say thank you so much um, for everything that you've done for me because in Aww. order to be a superstar you really have to have a superstar team you cannot you can't do this on your own no and, and and for so many years i was doing everything on my own i thought i could just do it and as i was helping other people i never really ever took the time to help myself mm -hmm. and um it took you and some other people to basically let me know that it's okay. And so I wanted to say thank you because today in the meeting that I was at earlier, I got to mm -hmm. thank you. And you met Aww. my friend Shannon when you were in town doing your, your thing, Shannon. Yes, that's and right. Today she did a thing and she was so proud because she actually, she's a realtor and she's had the best year so far in with COVID going During on. COVID. Best that's year. awesome. She got an award. And she stopped and she said, I have to stop right now because, because she was talking about gratitude that her, her, her thing was on gratitude. She goes, but I have to stop right now and I'm going to pick on Kim. So I thought she was going to say like, um, what are you grateful about? You know, like, tell me something you're grateful for. So I was ready. And she goes, I just have to say that this girl right here, she sends me cards. She sends me brownies when it was just like, they come whenever I need them. I don't know how Aww. she knows that. And she's just the person that she's just so giving and I wouldn't be where I'm at today without her. And so oh. that's a trickle down effect because I wouldn't be helping her if you weren't helping me. So I have to say thank you very much for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for telling me that. So, and you are the easiest person ever to help because you're so positive. You you do the things, you take it seriously, it's important to you. And so you're like, you're like my A plus gold star, <laughs> perfect, everything. <laughs> too much and you probably want to sit me over in the back of the class sometimes. <laughs> no, never, never. You talk just the right amount. <laughs> so, so let's go back. Let's just tell people, first of all, how we know each other. Um, yeah. Because it's, it wasn't, we, it wasn't like we grew up together. I believe in seventh grade, that's when I met, I met you for the first time. And yeah. how many schools had you been to when you got to seventh grade? Because you, you, you had to move around a lot. How many schools had you been to? Like, um, by that time, I had been to four schools. Four schools. So seventh, that was my fifth school. The fifth school. And, you know, and yeah. I, had been, I was at Barrington, which is, I, I went to the same school. And so coming in seventh grade is like, would, is the best year to even come um, to, to, to meet new people because, yeah. you know, and, and did you go to elementary school um, at like Shez or like at a, 
I went to Tecumseh South for one year. For one year. Okay. Yeah. And so that had to have been, that, that has to be hard. I can't imagine. Yeah, it was super hard. My friends, like my, you know, at one time my dad was going to move to Houston when uh, Santa Fe was closing and I was in high school and I just, I, I overheard a conversation. It was all like, mm-hmm. it was like a Hallmark movie where yeah. you overhear something yeah. and then you run out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> And I ran to my friend Pam's house because her mom and dad also worked for uh, Santa Fe. I was crying and I don't cry. I don't want to move. And I didn't even hear the rest of the conversation when my dad was like, yeah, we're not moving. I only heard the possibility. So I know. So I can't imagine as a little kid, you get to know somebody and then you get picked up and I mean, and then you get moved on. But seventh grade is a great year because you have all those different schools coming together. Yes. And you can actually just start making, you know, like nobody knows each other and kind of start intertwining there. Mm -hmm. And so I I totally remember you there, but you didn't, you didn't get to stay very long. You weren't at our school. Two years. Two years. So you didn't make it to high school. You just Mm-mm. were just there, but you didn't move that far away. Now I'll tell you something yeah. you don't know is I was at um, a Highland Park game and I saw you cheering. <gasps> and I remember us trying out for cheerleader back uh-huh. in seventh grade. Right. <gasps> and I was oh so proud gosh. of you. I was like, Oh, he got it. She's so sweet. Because, and, and, and I think it was because you were even new and you made it. There was no flipping way at Shawnee Heights. You would have been new and made a cheerleader. There was no way. way. So I was so happy for you. And that's something I never told you before. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. Thank you. So anyway, (laughs) tell us, tell us just a little bit about, now that people know that we've been together for, you know, 12 years, I think we've, we've been out of school for like five. <laughs> All right. We okay, think. 35, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Decades. Tell, tell just about your history, you know, like, um, like what you did, kind of your background and then how you achieved superstardom. Okay. So um, after I, after we, and you're right, we only moved like a half a mile, but it was a whole different school district. So um, so I went to Highland Park, finished high school. I went to KU for a couple years. I majored in French. And then I went on a mission for my church. And then I came back and I was like, what am I going to do with French? I should get something that's more useful. So I decided to be an art teacher. So I started my art education degree. And so I had to start all over because none of those none of those credits transfer from that, from, from French to art teacher. So then my uh, last, my last year, I got an internship as an art teacher and I was like, Oh crap. No. So it was horrible, horrible. horrible. I was teaching at the Mulvane art museum. Okay. And then I was doing like a traveling art teacher after school. And I literally wanted to kill everyone. (laughs) every child. So I was like, this might not be the best career choice for me. So I, I went back and I was like, okay, this didn't work out. We need to change majors right now. And I need a different internship. So I changed to just art and I only had one year left. So basically all I had left was student teaching. So my last year, instead of student teaching, I did all the graphic design classes. And I got an internship as a graphic designer and I loved it. There were no children involved. (laughs) I had my own very quiet office and it was amazing. 
So that's what I did. So for 22 years, I was a graphic designer. I had my own business on the side and I worked full time in an in-house graphic design department and I loved it. And then um, things, things went wonky in my life. I, I, I wanted to get pregnant. I couldn't get pregnant for years. Finally did, had a horrible pregnancy, postpartum depression. And then um, I could never get off the medication because when I try to go off the medication, I'd go crazy. So um, until my son was 12, I was on all the medications, but I was turning into a zombie. Right. So the medications, you know, they help you not be crazy, but they also numb you after a while. Yeah. So I was... I was just, I was just alive. I wasn't living. I was just alive and super depressed, super non-functional, super checked out of life, ended up getting fired in 2017, which now that I look back was the greatest thing ever. But at the time I thought it was the end of the world. Right. And I, I went home and I wallowed. I played video games and I slept. That's all I did. And then I got a ticket to this to this three-day life-changing seminar, and somebody gave it to me for free. And I, if I had been working, I wouldn't have gone because it was during the week. But because I was doing nothing, I could go. But I thought, why would I go to that? I just want to stay home and wallow. But something, I know, right? Something made me go. Something made me take that ticket. So I got dressed for the first time in a week and I went to that seminar and it was amazing. And it opened my eyes. It woke me up and everything just snowballed from that first event. I went to one every month for eight months, not the same one. I went to different ones. I decided that I wanted to be that person on the stage changing lives with my words. So I got trained as a speaker. I got trained as a life coach and I hired all the coaches. My poor husband, I have spent so many thousands of his dollars over the last three years to get training, to get certified. And now this is what I do for a living. I've spoken in London three times. I have spoken all across the United States. And I teach everybody the drive-through method of manifesting, which is how you get what you want based on a very similar formula to getting food at a drive-through. Right. <laughs> Ta-da! That's awesome. So, so um, you are the queen of manifesting. I am. But you know what? I didn't, I didn't crown myself that. Okay. Other people crowned me that. And I thought... Yeah, I really like that name. I think I'm going to keep it. So I did adopt it. <laughs> Good, because it fits you. It Thank does. you. <laughs> I, I love it. And so, you know, one of the things that, that helps me out, and it, and it took me a year, maybe mm -hmm. even longer, because, you know, everybody, the, the problem that I see is that I, Everybody wants to do it. Like I've got a list of everything that I want to do, but it's trying to find the time to actually get stuff done. And so right. I think we, we, we don't think it happens. So we start out really good and then we just like drop it off as opposed to understanding I have time to do this. And, and, and I'm a, I'm a very, like, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a very smart person knowing that 
I know that I'm not going to do it today, but I'm going to put it on a list and I will get this done, but I have to have someone push me. And so when, when it was probably, oh, about three years ago, I was at a meeting and a speaker handed out this list of affirmations. And she was like, if you just get up and listen to music in the morning and you say this, life will change. And I was like, I looked at it and I was like, this is stupid. And I didn't even take it. Like, I'm not going to get up in the morning while I'm in the bathroom and I'm not going to myself with this triple drabble. I am awesome. I am great. And I, in my mind, I was like, that's dumb. And mm -hmm. I that's the first part of like breaking through people. Because when I talk about stuff like this, they're either for it or they're really against it. And yeah. I, and I, and I don't get mad at either because I really just thought it was kind of stupid because mm -hmm. I also was so focused. I was hyper-focused on what I needed to do and that I know everything. So why would I need to do this? And <laughs> what I didn't know is how awesome I really was. That was probably one of my biggest problems is to realize me, I can help everybody else. And so it, it, it took a while. Um, you do like a free Monday morning manifest thing. You had reached out to me a year before and said, Hey, yeah. you should join this group. You're doing kind of things that I kind of do. And I was like, yeah. okay, <laughs> did I go to the group? No, not for a while. <laughs> I was, I was in the process of what I needed to do at that time. And then all of a sudden in 2018, I said, I'm done with all of this. I don't want to be poor anymore. I, I want to have value. I want to figure this out and I can't do this alone. So let me, you know, change my thing. I put, um, I started listening to your things. You and I started working together. I put a, a thing on Facebook that said, I'm willing to take on more clients. I'd never done that before. I've always just settled with the little bit of clients that I had, loving my free time and just hoping that the money came in and that I had enough and just not spending a lot of money. I was very cheap. I, we, you know, I, I just didn't spend money. And I thought, I'm tired of that. All my friends around me, yeah, they're all married. They're all living in half a million, a million dollar houses. And I'm in the same house. And I'm happy here, but am I really happy? And then you would help me kind of realize, you know, I'm telling myself the wrong message. Like, yeah. you know, I, first of all, I'm not telling myself anything, which is the right. wrong message. Because I'm absolutely brain, my brain to come up and control my life. And yeah. so it took me, I think I finished my manifest, my manifesto probably last September, right before I started it. Like I actually finished it. I don't remember when I sent it to you, but I was so happy um, that I was like, I finally did it. It took me the whole time, like months. And I was like, I don't even know what to do. And I've got your tape and I'm listening to it. And then I'm, I'm on YouTube and I'm, you know, I'm trying to like, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I don't need to, I need <laughs> to know what to do. And from there I got a man my manifest and it makes me work out every day because mm -hmm. there's a part in there that says I take care of my body. Like, <sighs> Not today, but that's not taking care of your body. <laughs> so it gets me to go work out. It, it I, I wake up in a better mood. Um, I'm listening to different music. Um, 
I do find myself, sometimes I believe we need to have those pity party me times. So yeah. where I'm watching, I'm, I'm watching television and I can just feel it bringing me down. I'm thinking at least it's fake bringing me down. This is not real. This is just fake. I'm going to, I have to work through it. And how do I work my body through this not real stuff? And, and yeah. I'm kind of weird when it comes to that kind of stuff, but I, I changed my whole, my whole way of doing it. So you're, you're, the way of coming up with a manifest was great, but it took me years to even understand the importance of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get people like that when you talk about manifesting that think you're just completely bonkers? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. And I, I do too. And I'm like, no, really, it works. And the cool thing about it to me is that I don't have to do any of the work. I just leave it up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I just direct him to you, you know, like I can help people, You're awesome. people with what I do, but I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. I'm not organized like this, nor do I want to help you with this. You need to join this group and then yeah. we'll do this together. Let's work on yes. it together. And I can be your place here, but you really need to focus and go to the professional. And I am not the professional on a manifest or, you know. So I, I like that team power. I like the fact that you work with other people. Um, yeah. Who in your life do you work with that you believe helped you get where you're at? Besides your husband. We know. He's he, awesome. He is awesome. And right? he's joining more and more and more. We'll talk about him at a whole, you know, later. But right. like you, who are your, like, who do you reach out to to keep you on track? And when you talk, when, when you first heard about manifesting, what did you think? Were you like, yeah, that sounds awesome. Or you're like, what? Oh, I have a story. Okay. <laughs> I have a manifesting story. Love it. So I read The Secret Ooh. on the law of attraction, you know, which it's all about manifesting. Mm -hmm. I read The Secret and I, and I remembered very strongly the part where she fixed her vision by focusing on, you know, her perfect vision and how she used her thoughts and her words to literally heal her vision to 2020. And I was like, what? Is that really possible? I'm going to do that if that's possible. Heck, if she can do it, I can do it. So I, so I, <laughs> it's so bad. So I finished the book at night and I was going to bed and I said okay I'm going to do this tonight tonight I am going to heal my vision so my plan was to lay in bed and think about all okay here's here's the big problem what I did was I laid in bed and I thought about how much I hate wearing glasses Ooh. how much I hate going swimming because I have to put my glasses off on the chair and then I can't see anybody so if a friend comes I don't know because I can't see them and how much I hated that and how much I hated not being able to see when I woke up in the morning and having to go find my glasses or how much I hated in Kansas when you walk inside in the winter your glasses fog up for like five minutes and you're blinded so so I did this. I laid in bed and I thought about all the things I hated about glasses. I did not think about healing my vision. No. I did not think about my eyes getting better. I thought about how much I hated wearing glasses. Okay, that is the opposite of manifesting. So when I woke up in the morning and everything was still a blurry blob, I was so 
mad. I was like, I manifested for hours last night. Why isn't my vision perfect this morning? So I said, that's a load of crap. The law of attraction's a load of crap. Rhonda Burns of shyster. I mean, I was so mad. I was so mad. So I didn't, I threw it all out. I threw the baby out with the bathwater. And that was like probably 15 years ago, maybe, no, probably 20 years ago when I read that. And so when I went to that three-day seminar, he mentions manifesting. And I was like, really? Yeah. Really? And then I went to the next seminar and they talked about it a lot. Like 25% of that event was about manifesting. And I was like, okay, people, either I did it wrong and there's really something to it or all these people are idiots. They didn't seem like idiots. So I thought, well, maybe I had done it wrong. So I started studying manifesting and I realized that I had been focusing on the thing I did not want right. instead of the thing I wanted. Right. And so many people focus on what they don't want, which makes them get more of it. So, yes, that's my, that was my initial um, experience with manifesting. It did not go well, but it got better. It got better, yeah. Well, you know, and it, it's, just kind of, it's kind of strange. Uh, we live in a world right now where it's instant gratification, Yes, you know, and um, one of our podcasts I'm, that I'm working on is how how um, it's 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 such a negative thing that we're yeah. that we're going through right now because someone calls you and if you don't respond back within like a minute they text you and then you don't respond back in a minute they call you again and you're like in a meeting or you're doing something or you're mm -hmm. driving and you're not supposed to be on your phone and then you get that message <laughs> that goes are you mad at me you're like no i have a life yeah like i, I I don't sit by my phone and you know and and we're we're training ourselves you know with totally wrong to not respect other people's time and stuff like that but one right. thing that we don't is we don't respect the time it takes to actually make a change i always go back to i always go back to dieting because yeah. dieting is the number one thing that everybody always tries to do and and they don't realize that a diet doesn't work as opposed to the life change for the rest of your life your body loves that normal weight that you have a normal weight that your body's used to it's like yeah we love that and you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna change my lifestyle so i'm gonna not eat any more dessert or anything and you like shed the pounds and then you think i guess i can have dessert again because i'm down to that normal weight and your body goes thank you the dessert is back <laughs> and, and, and and your body has its own little party because we don't realize how we really have to change things forever and so one thing that i that i've done i'm very i'm very successful is i never made my bed my entire childhood my mother made my bed for me she was a stay-at-home mom and wow. i got up in the morning and when i came home to go to bed as as a little kid not really a teenager she didn't really go in our room as a teenager i just never had yeah. a made bed but as 
a little kid. My mom got up in the morning, shipped us off to school and went and she made all the beds, cleaned our rooms. She did everything. And she would say, I'm just lucky to get to be a stay at home mom. And I'm thinking, you're just, you're destroying us as human beings because we have no responsibility. But I'm not going to complain. I'm like, oh, whatever. And so I never made my bed. I, you know, I've been married. Don't make my bed. I was whatever. And I watched um, a video of, it was at that, it was that military one. Yeah. About making your bed. I saw yes. that one. And then I love that video. talked about the, of making the bed. And I thought, I deserve a made bed. I deserve that feeling that you get when you change your sheets. Cause that's really the only feeling. The only time you get that feeling when you don't make your bed is when you change the sheets and you make your bed and you get yeah. into it. And it's so the blankets are tied. So amazing. Oh. And you're like, why do I only get that every time I change my sheets? Why don't I get that every day? So uh-huh. I started with baby steps. I'm like, I'm gonna make my bed. And I have made my bed or anytime I've slept someplace else, I have made that bed. Even in the hotel, I make the bed because I don't want anybody in my room anyway, but I still make the bed. Every morning, I make the bed. If I'm over, I make the bed. And then if I go to someone's house and and I'm like, you didn't make your bed and I make my bed. (laughs) So it's something that I have to do every single day. It's, it's It's part of my morning routine. And I don't say my manifest when I travel, when I'm out with other people and stuff like that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not really working, um, but I do say my manifest every single morning. Um, and it is what gets me in a better mood. And I'm just, I'm just like, I can feel the energy. And I mean, I wake up with a bunch of energy anyway, like ready to go. So I have to <laughs> kind of pull myself back and I have to change the energy that I feel into a positive, productive energy, as opposed to just go get up and do what you normally do, random energy. Yeah. And so that manifests and it's my own. So it's not like a list of affirmations that everybody's reading. It's, it's set to me. And I actually, I just updated it last week because I got the first one and I needed more inspiration. So I did, I, I changed that. So if people don't have a manifest, they definitely need to get with Kelly to get a manifest. It's very, very simple. And it's, and it makes the world of difference. Um, It's not the only thing, but it is part of why I have doubled and then doubled again, my clientele. Because it's, 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 I, I really don't focus so much on the money part of it and the dollar value. I just, on, on becoming more successful as a, as an entrepreneur or as a business owner. Um, it's also opening the doors to other things that I already knew that I needed to do. And now I know that I'm ready to do that because like I've taken on what I can for accounting. I'm done with that. You know, if someone else comes around, I do it, but I, I have other things that I do. So you do classes, Mm -hmm. you speak, Tell us yeah. about, you went to London a couple times. Tell us about you getting to go to London and oh. show them what the United States has to offer. That was so fun. So my speaking coach, one of many, because I, I keep hiring speaking coaches so I can keep getting better. Um, but she had, and I don't know how she found this guy, but she somehow hooked up with this guy in London who does a business conferences for women and so he asked her if 
she knew of any speakers that might want to come speak at his conference. And she was like, oh, yeah, I know a few. So she messaged me. She said, do you want to go do this? And I, I looked at all the details and it was, you know, it was scary. It was downtown London, like legit in a room full of businesswomen. And I was like, do I dare? And then I was like, how could I not dare? Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. And I'd, I'd spoken like 200 times already. So the speaking part was no big deal. The traveling to London alone was the big deal. That part, like that worried me. I was like, I was thinking terrorists, you know, plane <laughs> hijacking, um, underground bombs in the subway, you know, all the things were going through my head. But I was like, no, I'm just going to go. So um, the day I left, I bawled all morning in terror. <laughs> but I went anyway, and I ended up getting a friend to go with me. I posted on Facebook. I said, I'm going to London to speak. I'm going to spend a couple of days in Paris. I have to go by myself. Does anybody want to go with me? And about 100 people said yes, but one person messaged me, and she said, tell me your flight times. I'm going to go buy my flight right now. And I was like, oh, this girl's serious. Right. So she ended up coming with me. It was awesome. We flew into Paris because, well, first of all, I wanted to make sure I saw Paris because remember, I was a French major. Right, yes. I've always wanted to go to Paris. And it was actually like $200 cheaper to fly into Paris than London. So I was like, wow, that's a win-win. So we flew into Paris. We spent two days there. And then we rode the channel <laughs> over to London. And we had uh, one day before I spoke. So then uh, we just kind of slept and chilled. And then I got up. We went to the event. I uh, had a booth. I gave my presentation. I was, in the, I was in the morning. I was like the third speaker. I smashed it. It was amazing. I loved it. And uh, while I was there, the coolest thing, while I was there, two other of the speakers came up to me afterwards and said, I'm having an event in February, and you are the speaker I didn't know I was missing. Will Aww. you come back and speak at my event? And I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, the best thing, their events were two days apart. So I was like, one flight, two speaking engagements. Yes, I will do that. That's awesome. So in February, right before coronavirus hit, um, it was like, it was hit, but right. nobody was freaking out yet. So right. right before coronavirus hit, I flew to London again. I spoke at two events. I was there for a whole week. And then I came home and then everything shut down. And I was so happy I'd gone before the shutdown. So, yeah, and at all three places, I spoke on manifesting, and they were all um, business women. So, I focused on manifesting more business, manifesting more clients for your business. Right. So, it was amazing. I loved it so much. Oh. How exciting. I know. That would be something. I, I, don't, I, I don't mind traveling alone. I, I travel alone all the time, but I'm always heading to somewhere that I know someone's going to be picking me up. So, I can't yeah. imagine going someplace <sighs> Cause I already freaked out cause I had to take the, in Atlanta, they have like the, the public transportation. Yeah. And my friend was like, you're, you're coming in during rush hour. We're going to need you to get on the such and such train and get off at this exit. And I mean, I'd never done that before. Yeah. And so I walked Sorry. over to the guy and I'm like, I need to go here. And he looked at me and he goes, either train. And I was like, 
okay, well, I've never done this before. And it was like seven stops. And so I'm like, there's like a map. And I'm like, okay, there, okay where, where, where? I couldn't enjoy <sighs> myself because I was like, I, because, you know, I'll get off and I'll be yeah. talking to people and then you just right? pass it. And I just sat there. I was so nervous. And then I got off and they were waiting there for me. And I was like, what was the what problem? Because I could have just got off if I missed it. I mean, I could have just got off that one. They could have just came pick me up at another, like, they could have just drove out further away. I mean, it wasn't right. like I was going to die or anything, but I was, that was like so scary to me. And now I'm like, do I need to take the train again? I can do the train. I mean, right. pretty much a pro. I've done it once. So I, I, I kind of get, I kind of get that. It's, it, I don't know if I'd want to go to London by myself, but I would if was it was, if it was, if it was something awesome like that, because you're going to go into a bunch of people, you're just going to meet new people anyway. Yes. And right. you probably don't know strangers. So, yeah, I know you just. The train in London, uh-huh. by the way, it's not, so I had to take the train everywhere. So you get off the airport, the train stations at the airport, you right. get on the train and then you have to transfer like three times. Up and down. There's no elevators usually, so all your luggage, it's, it's horrible. But the weird thing about London, the train, nobody speaks. If you say a word, people look at, look at you like you just ripped all your clothes off and did it naked. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. They're so antisocial. They're oh, like, don't, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't say anything out loud. Don't do anything weird. Don't do anything. Uh, so that was that was uncomfortable for me because you know me. Right. I'm like, I want to talk to everybody. And boy, I just got shut down over and over and right. over. Well, you know, I was on our train. There wasn't that many people on there. They were talkative because some of the people were actually going downtown to a, a show. Somebody was going down to dinner. Uh-huh. There, was a, there was a sign, and I'm a rule follower. <laughs> There's a sign on there that says, no food or drinks, you know, allowed. Oh yeah. We get the stop and on this, on at the stop, this girl in a wheelchair gets on and she's got this, this um, box on her lap and it's got candy. She's got a cooler with pop and she's selling all of it. She's got this sign that just says, help me with my medical bills. And she's sitting there like buying the water. And I'm thinking the sign says no soliciting, no selling. It's like right there. Like, you're breaking every rule. I'm not going to come here and, and go to jail because I bought a bottle of water on the train. I can't do it. Sorry. I just can't. Oh, my gosh. My friends are like, oh, yeah. People do that all the time. Don't buy from them. She probably's not even really in a wheelchair. They just, but I'm thinking, well, I mean, if you need a bottle of water, it was a dollar. So, I mean, it wasn't like she was price gouging people but I was like I really felt bad and I thought about giving he goes oh no those are just he she, she said don't don't do that but yeah they're they're like regulars on the train and I was thinking but there's a sign right here that nobody was listening to so that nobody cares right but you know maybe they're rebels maybe they were like no I'm gonna drink this water from that I bought from this girl even though there's a sign right above my head. <laughs> I'm gonna drink this illegal water that's right <laughs> Exactly. Oh man, this water tastes better than any other water because I'm getting away with it. Woo! <laughs> uh, so okay, so we have your speaking, which is awesome, and I have always, um, 
I've been putting together some some of my stuff. I bet I had to have been listening to people on YouTube. I have got to do seven hours a week. Um, self-education is what I have to do. So every morning I have to do 30 minutes. And right now I'm actually trying to finish up my book because I've got so many flipping books to read that I'm like so behind and I'm like, come on. Um, So I listened to my book this morning, but normally I listen to like a 30 to 45 minute Facebook thing, whether it's um, uh, Brene uh, Brown, oh, I love her. or um, even I was even uh, watching um, Tony Robbins. He had um, a guy on there. Um, his last name was Singer, and it was a really as in like an hour and a half. So it took me three days to watch it because I only let myself do thirty minutes because I've got to get yeah. my day going. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really interesting. Um, it was a really interesting story. What I what I loved about that is this guy um, was a multimillionaire and. And he almost went to prison or jail. Michael Singer? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I've read his books. Oh, yes. I, but I loved it because he was like, he, like, I, I look at my own personal life and I think I've been put through so much tragedy and so many horrific, horrible things that either I'm supposed to feel really sad for myself or I'm supposed to help other people realize that maybe they only did one of the 50,000 things that I've encountered or my friends have encountered, but that you can still be happy and live a better life. And he just hit me when he was like, yeah, this guy did this and the FBI came in and took this and did that. And I'll be honest with you, I actually worked for a company where the FBI came in and took all of our records. And, um, it was quite interesting and they That's weren't even crazy. FBI. I was like, when they called me, they're like, Kim, you need to get to work. And I was like, I'm busy. And they're like, no, we've got some FBI people here that need to talk to you. And I'm like, Oh, shut up. And they're like, no, really they're They just raided the place. We need you to come down. So I'm thinking television, FBI guy. No, uh-huh. no cute guy here. I'm thinking, how am I supposed to fall in love with you? <laughs> Have this romantic and you're not even. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny hook up i'm like this could be it <laughs> negative that didn't happen so oh, I, I dealt with that but it wasn't my company and i hadn't done anything wrong in fact i was the one that they thought had was finding things and because i was rebuilding an accounting system so i listened to him and then my favorite right now is simon sinek i love him He's awesome. Like, like he is just, he is just, so, he's just so good. And he's cute as well. He's two yeah. the other day I was listening to him and he said, yeah, I was on the plane in my window seat. And you know, like the girl sits next to me and you're always wishing, maybe, maybe that's the girl I'm going to date and marry. Nope. Wasn't her. <laughs> <laughs> like you and I have the same personality. Oh my gosh. We're always, like we're always doing that little love affair thing and it doesn't work out. So I'm stuck <laughs> on the plane. I'm just kind of like in Southwest. I can get anybody. And, um, hmm, nope. So <laughs> uh, anyway, no. um, but I've been, I've been listening to like a lot, a lot of different books on speaking because, um, that's what I want to do. And one of the things is always tell stories. Yes. And I believe People that I, I started writing down all my stories because we have, the, we have, we have stories and we tell them for a reason. And so I'm writing my stories down now so that I can figure out how they in, they go into what I need to say or what I even need to say. 
So yeah. you and I will be working on that on another time because we've got big plans coming up. I mean, yeah. we're not we're we're superstars now, but we're going to be mega superstars. Dude, we're taking over the world. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing world domination since 2019. Hashtag world domination. People laugh at me. Um, and I'm like, you don't understand how famous I am. They don't. I mean, I'm like everywhere. And I hang out with some freaking awesome famous people. So, um, sorry about that. I'll take that off the hook. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, I was like... Um, I have to I have to organize my story. So that's actually where I'm starting right now is I'm just writing down every story that I've ever told because I, love that. Um, I believe that storytellers keep my attention more. I like I like to hear the stories. And so mm. I think uh, if I write the stories down, then people can read the stories and be like, okay, this is what you really need to focus and concentrate and talk about. So um, that's what I do. When you go out and speak, how much of your past do you incorporate or use in your daily stuff? I usually tell the story of how I went from being a graphic designer to being a fired, depressed disaster to finding my new life of being a speaker and a coach. So I usually always include that story because right. people are, are always just like dumbfounded that I could have such a huge transformation in only two years. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, I, I think that to, when you relate with people, you know, when you're trying to find the ideal client, I believe that when someone, when someone that you're trying to help feels comfortable with you on your honesty, um, yes. And then you're going to meet other people who are like, yeah, she's damaged. I'm not going to deal with her. Like, that's just ridiculous. Like, like that was just stupid. And of course that kind of weeds out who you work with. Yes. I think if people, you know, if, if you, if you say something or you behave some certain way, um, it has to be true to you when you yeah. are in this business. It has to, I mean, it has to be you now. They have to see you mad they have to see you whatever and that's why we do chemology 411 because chemology allows me to be me and it allows me to practice my speaking and yeah, quick perfect. because I've got a co-host I like that quick banter back and forth and it gives me a catalog of information that if I go out and I talk and I want to if I want them I don't want to have to go into an hour of a certain topic, I can just put it in a podcast, give them the, in the like the thing, like we did one on mental abuse um, the other day because all this COVID stuff is really, it's really messing with people who have had mental abuse in their past. And, and I, and I suffer from that and people, and I had made a comment about something on Facebook and I was basically attacked, which doesn't help anybody's mental abuse now um, or mental brain waves. And, I thought to myself, there's more people out there like me yeah. that I want them to know. And so I let my guard right. down and I make, I make, a, I made a podcast because 
Facebook is too easy for people just to, to rip you apart. But in a podcast, if they want to listen to an hour of me talk about my ex-husband and how abusive he was and what I've gone through and why I can't do this, then yeah. you may comment however you'd like on, <laughs> well, you're, you know, you're pathetic. Why would you stay there that long? I, you know, I feel sorry for you. You're strong. I can understand that happened to me. There's a story yeah. there that you don't get on social media. And so to, I I think that's the hardest thing that I have is I'm a very strong person, but I've never, ever hid my past. I've always just been 100% honest with it, which I think is why I haven't killed people or have gone crazy. (laughs) I'm glad you haven't killed anyone. (laughs) I know. I mean, like, I I think it's, I I mean, honestly, if you keep things built up, you it gets really, really bad. And I'm not that way. I mean, I might get depressed, but that's my, that's also my way of coping. But I also mm-hmm. know that I'm doing it. And it's, it's like my excuse. It's like, I can eat all this ice cream if I want to. Poor me. Poor me. I will work out tomorrow. Poor me. <laughs> Trust me. It happens all the time, especially now with what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I believe, I believe everyone should be okay with their past. And I believe my past makes me who I am today. Um, and so I don't know how you feel if, if there's things in your past that push you to do what you do. Oh yeah. Um, or if it, if it helps you understand your clients better because you did go through that. Yeah. And I used to feel, and I know my, a lot of my new clients feel this way. I felt hopeless, helpless, and stuck. Mm -hmm. And I thought anything that happened to me, I was stuck with. And it wasn't, and it wasn't my fault that it happened. I had nothing to do with it happening, and I was stuck with it, and I had no way to get out of it. And that's how I viewed my life. It was very victim mentality. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I'm really glad that I went through that because now I totally understand the victim way of thinking, yeah. how damaging it is how disempowering it is to believe that you have no control over anything when actually you have all the control over everything. (laughs) And, and watching people learn that is one of my favorite things ever. When, you know, see them go from the shift to this is never going to change. This is all I've got. It's all I'm ever going to get to. Oh my gosh, I just manifested that. What else can I manifest? Let's go. Yeah. Like that's my favorite transition. I love it so, so, so much. Ah. You get get that kind of adrenaline high off of off of just a, of just the little things. I mean, it doesn't yeah. even take a lot to no. appreciate all that. So we said we were gonna come back to it. You are you have you're lucky, you have a husband um, that has joined you like just recently more, he started yeah. joining you in on your webinars and your podcasts and stuff like that. Tell me how that is going. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. So when, when my whole transformation started, he was so relieved because I was literally a mess and I feel bad for him having to live with me like that. So when the transformation started, he was all for it. And then he kind of did some himself. He went to lots of those webinars, I mean, seminars too. And some of the coaching we bought as a couple. So he went through some of the coaching too. And he is such a good teacher. He loves to teach people truth. He loves it. 
And so when I started, you know, making this a business, he's like, you know, I, I could, I could kind of get into that too. And I was like, let's do it. Come do it with me. So he didn't at first, but then I started like making room for him in my webinars. I'd be like, honey, do you want to do part of my webinar with me? Is there a part you want to speak on? Um, when we did live events, I would say, do you want to give, do you want to get up and talk for part of the time? And so, you know, we, we shifted him into being involved on the stage instead of behind the scenes like most husbands are. And he just loved it. And the audience loves him. My clients love him. He's the cutest. He's so sweet. He's so smart. And he's just adorable. And, and it just is working. It's awesome. So we're, we are slowly transitioning him into just be in it as much as I am. So it's super fun. And I'm so glad because you know what? I've seen so many couples where the wife got into personal development, gung-ho, and the husband was like, eh, and they end up divorced. Right. I've seen it. Like those first few um, seminars I went to, half those people are divorced now. Right. And it makes me so sad because only one half of the couple moved forward and the other half of the couple stayed back and was like, what is this change? I don't like this change. Right. But he's all in it with me and it's awesome. I'm very lucky that he's so open to it. Well, and, and it has, that goes back to the communication part is yes. as you are going out to be your own superstar and you're manifesting and you're making your changes, mm -hmm. you're not paying attention to the relationship part of it. And that's the whole part of the manifesting is it should include everybody. It shouldn't just include you. And it's very easy to, you know, like, you do you, I'll do me. And you kind of fall in that comfort zone. And then mm. when someone changes, and it doesn't even have to be manifesting in any relationship, when, right. when one person decides to change, you know, we see it all the time. Um, mm -hmm. One of the, one of the, you know, you've got two people that really never worked out. They're not that healthy. And one goes out and just drops 50 pounds and is just doing everything. And they're getting that attention from other people that they never got before that they're feeding off of. It's yeah. just like, a, it's like um, you, you get addicted to, yeah. you get addicted to this. And your spouse, of course, is like, I don't get it, right? Because they don't see anything different. They're like, great. I don't know. Have you ever watched, do you watch the show, This Is Us? Have you ever seen um, the show? No, I tried once and it made me cry and I never you, watched yeah. it again. Well, in there, the one girl, she's probably four or 500 pounds and she marries Toby. And Toby, they meet at this, a place where you're losing weight. Well, oh. When it gets down into the thing, you know, and all that stuff, Toby is actually like, he started, he's wearing all these bigger clothes. You can't really tell, but he's actually been going and losing the weight, but she can't because she has a baby and she's, and she's depressed and he's over here and he starts, you know, texting with people from the gym and she's totally misunderstanding it but these girls are you know they're all like they're in the gym mode and she's the mom mode and you can see the thing but he hid it from her because he said I don't want you to feel bad that I'm losing weight because I love you how you are but they did not communicate with each other which causes problems and I always look at 
in communication, you know, I don't have anybody to communicate with. I'm just like, hey, Kim, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I do with my friends. I, 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 I want my life as I, my life changes. Everybody in my life has to change with me because I don't want them to leave me. And I think yeah. one of the things we were taught, we talked about was what if you made all the money in the world? How does your life change? And I think someone the other day had said, I'll lose my friends. Sure. And you're like, so if you think that, then you might want to include your friend. Like you want to include your friends in the whole thing and, and take them along on the journey with you. That's, right. That's kind of how I feel. I mean, if they don't want to go, they don't have to go, but at least right. you're communicating with them. And communication is huge when it comes to that. And yeah. when you and Lynn are, uh, we, I've done, a, um, I've done multiple meetings where you guys are there. He's always the one to your, like, it's really hard for you to be mean. I mean, and then you always have to tell people, I'm going to get mean <laughs> just to warn you. And then it's really not mean, but I know. he doesn't get mean, but his brain works differently than yours does. does. So totally. when he'll be sitting there, he'll be like, can I, you know what? I heard what she said. How about you do this? Like she always gives me my own assignments because I'm never normal with anything. You're like, everybody should be the same. Oh, Kim's going to join no. us. Kim needs an advanced <laughs> assignment. Kim, Kim's going to need a different thing because that's not it. But he's, he's always there to challenge people because he understands that. And he too probably is the exact same way. He yeah. probably got caught onto this pretty fast when he allowed himself. Yeah, he's amazing at it. And, and he, he sees things I don't see. Right, right. And and so, the, like, on Chemology 411, when I started the, to do this podcast, it was, like, three years ago. I wanted to do a podcast. I wrote down topics, and I was thinking, why would anybody want to listen to me talk for 30 minutes? Like, just me. Like, what am I going <laughs> to talk about? I mean, I don't know that much of interesting things. And when I put out on Facebook, Hey, I'm getting ready to start a podcast. And Tyson contacted me and said, if you ever want to co-host, I have a degree. And so awesome. An introverted does not talk to anybody. In fact, I'd seen him out one day walking and I was like, Hey Tyson. And he like, and then he sent me a message on Facebook. I was sorry. I was at lunch and I didn't stop and say hi. And I was like, you wouldn't have stopped and said hi anyway. Cause he doesn't like talking to people. So how, how are you going to work with me? Right. Podcast? And we're on episode 44 right now. And we love it because he's got some crazy ideas. Like mm-hmm. he's a conspiracy theorist. And then he thought I was going to be over here. And then I bring it back and he's like, never thought that of you. I go, one thing you're going to learn about me is you never, you never know what I'm going to say because you think it's going to be one thing and I'm going to switch it up on you. <laughs> I know what you think and I'm going to switch it up on you. And I love it. So I have like, we have that banter back and forth and I see, you know, with, with, with Lynn there, you know that you could be like, okay, I'm really tired of talking right now. And so what do you have to say? <laughs> and he can talk. You can get your mind back on it, listen, and then you can yeah. get back into it as opposed to having all the pressure on there. Plus, you yeah. can do like your, your, your uh, meetings and stuff. You now have someone that can speak with you so it's not just you or yeah. that understands that you're going to be gone for something. And yeah. It helps having your, having your husband and communicating. So that's awesome. So we have speaking engagements. You have your classes. Um, you start about every 
couple months, you do a money man, money, a money manifesting webinar that leads yeah. up to your intense money manifesting class, which I took. Right. It was eight. Yes. And you, I don't know how you did it at 6 a.m. I actually signed up for it because it was at 7 a.m. and I needed to be responsible. Like, awesome. I was like, I don't get out of bed till eight. So I need to do it. And I mean, I even did it on vacation. Like, it, yeah, you did. I, I, I still did it because I'm like, I'm very responsible and I need to. But it also started out my day on a positive note. Like, I didn't have to yeah. deal with a bunch of crap. And then get to try to listen. It was the first thing. And so things stuck in my head a lot more. And um, so you do those every eight weeks-ish kind of a thing. And then we talked about you doing your alumni. Once you get a couple of the groups so that you can continue helping us uh, go forward uh, Mm -hmm. with um, all of the the stuff because we all still want to keep, you know, we all still need to be held accountable for it. Right. And, um, but the, the latest thing, and you are exactly like me, like you go someplace and you're like, I can do that. You know, like, uh-huh. and, um, you went on a retreat. <laughs> <laughs> and within two days I'm getting home. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly's like, I'm doing a retreat. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've got a problem. Don't I? <laughs> I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, and let's do it all right now. Do it all. Well, and you already do your cru- your, your, your cruises. Yeah, and, and those are retreats. Yeah, those are retreats. Those are a lot of work, you know, um, because, you, I mean, you've got, I mean, and you've got the, the, the cruise part of it and, and, you know, balancing and juggling all the different things that cruises have to entail i'm sure it's not as easy as my bus trips that i do um but a retreat is totally different and what i'm excited about is the retreat is that like i did a scrapbooking retreat one time that's my really my only retreat i did a scrapbook for three days that was in the day when i scrapbooked and we went up to a cabin and we slept in bunk beds and of Mm -hmm. course i always get sick because i can't bunk beds and dust and stuff like that air always affects me differently. And so I've take more medicine, but man, we scrapbooked and people were teaching me some techniques. It was awesome. And I still remember that. And that was probably so fun. 25 years ago. I mean, it was, it was a long time ago that, that I did the scrapbooking um, stuff. So when you said a retreat, I was like, I would do a retreat. I would love to do a retreat. Like I just traveled there and then you can do some outdoor exploring and you can, you know, you, you can and walk that, on fire. Right. Yeah. We're going to get to walk on fire. And so <laughs> tell us, tell us about um, your ideas. I mean, it's, this isn't set in stone cause this is like what a week old, <laughs> right? It's getting more set every day though. Like you and I spend like three hours a day on it. Oh, wow. So it is, it is very close to being set. So my the first thing I wanted to do was a firewalk. I've done two firewalks and they both changed my life. So in the last three years, I've done two of them. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to have a retreat. All right, we need to have a firewalk, number one. So, um, so I spent days looking for an, uh, a place to do it. I've narrowed it down to about 20 different houses. <laughs> 
on VRBO, you know, vacation rentals by owner. Right. So the last two days I've been sending, I've sent 11 messages. Would it be okay if we did a fire walk on your property? <laughs> and I've had three yeses now. Three people have said yes. Oh, good. So now I have to decide which fire walk company I want to use because there's one up by Bear Lake where a lot of people have voted that they want to go because it's on the lake. But it's May, so there might still be snow up there. Um, but there is a guy there that will come do it. And the, one of the guys down here said he'd go up and do it for an extra $100. So now I just have to decide which place I want because I, the firewalk is set either, either location. We can do a firewalk. Nice. So now I have to decide which of the houses. I have two favorites. So it's down to two now. <laughs> and like I've got to cook. We've already planned the entire menu. Um, I've planned all the processes. Besides the fire walk, we're doing two other scary things. Uh, I've already sourced all the supplies I need. Um, I had to make a lot of phone calls to find certain people that make certain things that you can't just buy. Um, I've made a, a, an expense list so I can get all the pricing done. I've already designed t-shirts for the retreat. <laughs> Seriously, I work like... Like some days I work like eight hours a day on this retreat already and I've been home right. 10 days. Right. So yeah, it's very close to being ready to sell, but it's an influencer retreat. It's for people that want to grow their influence. And so we're going to be working on overcoming your fears of visibility and overcoming the obstacles that are stopping you and uh, embracing your unique talents to be the influencer you're meant to be. So it's going to be awesome and life-changing. And there's going to be a lot of crying, a lot of transformation. I'm so excited. And there's even some bunk beds. There's also regular beds. You can also get a room to yourself. Very, very cool. The two so houses have 11 bedrooms and 10 bedrooms. Oh, nice. Yeah. So plenty of room. Very cool. So I my I have it on my calendar to be there. I'm just gonna need a ride from the airport. I don't I don't I won't yes. have to fly in. No. Um, and I thought about like I'm like I'm just gonna keep watching the flights because with all this COVID stuff, yeah. then as soon as May comes around, I'm gonna be like and snag because absolutely I've, I've um, the prices have been so cheap for my two more trips this this year. I'm I just bought the tickets. I didn't even use my points that I normally use because my, they were like $149 as a use so using the 8,000 of my points. I'm just going to pay $149 and I'm going to use those points for 2021. I mean, they don't expire. Okay. So, um, I'll be able, I'm so excited you're there, so, but I think that we need to also include your podcast and our, our podcast. We need to, we need to yes. set up a time in there where they have to go in and do some interviews like this to understand and to practice how to do it. Whether we do it yes. on Zoom and they sit in one room and I, and I sit in another one or you sit in or however we do that, I think they need to, they, they, that needs to be added to it because I'm putting that in my retreat notebook right now. <laughs> Because I want them all to start a podcast. Right. So I think I think I, I did it in a, um, on one of my networking meetings. I went in and I showed them how to do the podcast. And we actually did an episode of me just talking randomly to them. And it does take, it does take a lot of work. And so 
if you start up doing something that's, you know, like fun and exciting as you work into what you really need to do, you're building, you're building your influence and your confidence at the same time. Totally. Cause I like, you ever see a, a movie star and they're like, they're like, so did you like the movie? And they're like, Oh, I never watch movies that I make. I listen to every single one of my podcasts and I am cracking up with Tyson and I in my car, like laughing. Cause we go, we're like, we're talking serious, serious. And then it just goes adult NC 17 and we have to stare it back and it just goes everywhere in the podcast and I'm cracking up and oh my gosh. A message. we're so funny. And I was like, yes, we are because that's just my personality. I mean, I'm, that's the best boring so right? i am planning on coming so i think that would be that would be a, a great thing and that we could get them all set up and they would actually just get their own and by the time they left they would have at least one if not two episodes because they could interview each other absolutely yeah if you have time i love that idea so because since it's influencer, influencer nowadays means like instagram influencer and all that kind of stuff and I don't think I really have a problem. I'm not shy and I love what I love what I do and stuff like that. I just let yeah. myself, I just let my, I, there's just blocks. There's just like it, things that need to be pushed out of the way. And I don't yeah. know how to do that right now. So that's why I'm working so hard on the education and listening to yeah. speakers and stuff like that. Um, and to come up with a story because everybody needs to have their own story. They need to have yeah. that. Um, not like, not like the life story, but just a, a random story that, you know, that Any, you know, yes. like I was like, my story was, um, uh, when we were talking, um, earlier about my dad and my mom in the, in the, in the, um, room, I, I just can imagine my dad was like, well, I got the news today. Um, BNSF is taking over and in order for me to keep my job, I'm going to have to move to Texas. And I totally did the Hallmark Christmas movie um, run out that every Hallmark Christmas movie has. I don't know if you watch Hallmark Christmas movie or not. It's when they're standing around the corner and they hear them say, yeah, but she's really annoying. And they're like, oh. what? And then they mm -hmm. run and then they get on the airplane and then the Prince of Baljalaz has to get on the plane and come back and be like, you know, like, or whatever, or the mom does something, but they never, ever stop, stick around for the complete story. Like that's, that's one of my stories that I use because everybody, that's is, awesome. they, 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 they do it all the time yeah. in real People life. In real life, you're just kind of like this. What do you mean we're going to have to move? And they're like, no, we're not moving, Kim. I'm just saying my job is moving and I'm going to quit my job and I've got another job over here and everything would have been great. But no, drama, no. drama Kim. <laughs> and, and I am driving, <laughs> driving, tears. And I don't even cry. They're just coming down. And I got to my friends and I'm pounding on the door. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, and I'm like, we're moving to Texas. Oh my God. I knew I have to live here. And I, I was planning out. I was trying to call people like, I'm going to live with you. And my dad was like, Oh my God, queen. <laughs> that is so funny. So like, those are, those are my stories. And those are embarrassing to say, but I think they're funny because <laughs> I was still in high school. So, you know, right. I didn't do it yesterday. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, you know, find those kind of things. But anyway, so, what is next for you? What's next? Getting my book published. Ooh. That's yes, my mock-up. I forgot about the book. Yeah. 
I'm stuck on chapter four. I keep, I've, I've rewritten it now and it still needs something. So I just need to crack down and do it. When chapter four is done, it's out. So you think you have something blocking you because you're afraid to let it get out? Is that what, that that was? Maybe, I don't know. I should have you, you read my chapter four. Yeah, you can use it on book on tape. (laughs) No. Yeah, bring send me ch- send me chapter four and I will read it out loud to okay. myself. <laughs> I can't tell read me what's wrong with it, I, and I and I will. I I I can do that. I can I can I, I'm able to tell people what's what they do wrong. <laughs> okay, I'll send you chapter four. That like doesn't make sense because I don't know. Like I could never really write a book. Um, I could I could talk. And have someone yeah. else do it. Like, here's my story. You go do it. Because right. writing a book would just bore me to death. <laughs> but I am putting together the, the, the vocal parts of, of my story. And that maybe it someday I can mesh it into something. My, I, I have like the, I have the, um, the lifetime, <laughs> the lifetime stories and then Hallmark stories kind of <laughs> together and then like maybe some <laughs> cinemax and some hbo oh my god in there. <laughs> oh my gosh i, I love it my mom is no longer around <laughs> to, <Right? laughs> to tell me yep. to tell my story uh no no i'm just i am totally joking <laughs> no i've got a few stories that aren't coming out until some people are gone <laughs> it's true (laughs) i think we all we all have those that's that's what makes life's fun (laughs) yeah yeah all right so um i always ask my guests because we're superstars what is your superpower (laughs) well i always say that my superpower is crying because when i'm on stage i tend to lose it a little bit sometimes and start crying um, it's not like hysterical snot crying, Mm-mm. but I do get, I, I really feel what I'm saying and I really believe it and I can feel the transformation sparking. Right. Yep. And there she goes again. I totally get, I totally get that feeling. I'm not a crier, but when that <sighs> happens to me, I get the same thing, except I get mad at myself. I'm like, you don't cry. Stop crying. Stop crying. And I have to stop. And I'm like, this ain't going to happen. You're not going to win no. this time. It's hard. It's hard to let yourself go there because yeah. what if you can't come back? Right. And on stage, that's a real fear. Yeah. So I, so that's why I say it's my superpower. I can cry on stage. I can feel the feelings. I can connect with people and then I can come back. Pull back. But I have a trick. Do you want to know the trick? What's, what's your trick? My amazing husband, we were doing a, so we, we process each other all the time. We do, you know, personal development processes on each other, belief breakthroughs, things like that. And we were doing a belief breakthrough a few months ago before my big event in February. And I said that I was really worried that I would get up there and I would start crying and I wouldn't be able to stop because it was my first full day event. And I was going to be talking about some pretty major things, pretty transformative things. And I do tend to cry when I feel transformation happening in the audience. I get, it really 
it really touches me and I start crying. So he came up with this idea, which was genius. He said, imagine next to you is a tank and your emotions come out of you and they go into the tank and they hold there. So when you cry, you have overflow, it goes into the tank and then at the bottom of the tank is a spigot. And when you feel like you need to stop crying, turn the spigot off. And so we tried it three times before the event. When I was crying about something, he said, try the spigot. And I'd be bawling and bawling and I'd go like, I'd go like this and I'd stop crying. And I was like, how does that work? I don't know how it works. It's amazing. But like I, we set the intention that that would work. And so it works. So when I'm on stage, if you ever see me, my hands down low, mm -hmm. but if you ever watch my hand, I'll go like this. It's because I'm turning off the tears. Oh my I'm God. dialing it back. So if you ever notice, that's what's happening. And it works every time it worked the whole event. Every time I started crying, when I felt like it was like, Oh no, it's getting too much. And I'd be fine. See, those are like amazing things, amazing things to me. My way of stopping myself from crying um, that I actually learned by myself, but I, it was at my dad's funeral because uh, my dad never cried. I never saw my dad cry. My mom might have cried like when she was yelling at us kids. Like, she was so mad. Yeah. It, it wasn't a sad cry. I just, we weren't around that. But I was at my dad's at my dad's funeral, and everyone is just blubbering, just crying. You know, my dad's casket is up there, and I'm sitting. I'm in the second row, and my mom and my uncle and my brothers are in front of me, and I'm sitting next to my cousins, and I'm just kind of looking around. And my first at, at a funeral, I'm thinking to myself, these people aren't sad that my dad is dying. They're sad that they, you know, they're thinking about their parents, and that's what funerals are. I mean, at least some of these people haven't seen my dad forever. But I'm sitting there and they're talking, and all of a sudden, my eyes, like I can feel like to start to cry, and I'm yeah. thinking, I don't cry, but I can't stop. And I looked up and I said, Dad, and it just went away. It just goes. Whoosh. Like it's just, it just brushes it away. And so every time when I'm doing that, I just look up and I'm just like, and I have to stop. I mean, like, you know, like you're looking at like at an audience, but I have to stop and I'm like this. And I take one breath in, in my stomach. And I just look at my dad and I'm like, you need to take this. And he just takes it away. Oh my heck. That's so awesome. If I ever, I'm looking up and I'm like this. All right. I don't know where you're at. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> you got a job come do it yeah but I have I have a, a, a lot of different things and that was the point because I've never really cried before I never had to deal with it but I was not going to cry at the funeral I just don't cry and all I did was I just looked up and I was like dad like I was asking him like what are these people doing and it just it you could just feel it just kind of like a breeze went through me like you're good and I was like okay and that's why I always tell everybody people people you know, react differently. So yeah. someone cries all the time doesn't mean, you know, what, and you don't cry. There's nothing wrong with what's going on. That's who they are. And that's who I am. And yeah. um, so that's, that's so far works for me, but it's always, it's mine is um, deep stomach breathing. I just have to breathe through my stomach and out. Yeah. And, and just kind of get it under control and try to stay on topic 
because that's another problem yeah. of mine is I'll forget what I'm talking about because now I'm just mad that these stupid tears are coming. And right. I'm like, you get all distracted. Yeah, you, so you're like, you're just doing like 27 different things because like you, if I start, to, if I do bust out, it would, which I haven't done that. I don't know how I would stop. I would, I'd be like, how embarrassing is this? Like, I'd have to throw out a joke or something because I'm going to need to come up with a story about that. But right. anyway, so you have your own podcast as well. I do. And so why don't you tell all of my fans how they can get a hold of you? You've got website, you've got Facebook, you've got podcasts, what YouTube, what do you got? Man, I have all those things. Um, the podcast is the queen of manifesting. So just, it's on every podcast platform. So just search for that. Um, it's even on Spotify. It's on iHeartRadio. It's literally everywhere. Um, my website, super easy, thequeenofmanifesting.com. <laughs> and if you, go, if you go there, you'll get my free cheat sheet on how to manifest. So the six-step formula on one cute PDF, one sheet of paper. So that's, that's a good little freebie to get. Um, my Facebook is Kelly K. Walker. My middle name is K-K-A-Y-E. So you can search for me or you can search for uh, Queen of Manifesting. I'm pretty sure I come up on Facebook when you type that because that's the nickname of one of my accounts. Um, and then my Facebook group is awesome. I have a free one. It's called Manifesting Influence. So just search for Manifesting Influence and it'll pop up. And yeah, join all those things. My YouTube channel is called The Queen of Manifesting. I'm really easy to find. I have very consistent branding. So I'm very easy to find. Well, yeah, and make sure that you go and you find what the branding looks like because I did look up Queen of Manifesting. There was a, like, a, there's other people out there that yeah. don't use the exact thing, but when you search for it, it comes up yeah. and you've got purple and you've got your you've got your little purple and gold. Yeah, and um, so make sure that you do that every Monday, um, and this is Central Time, ten thirty, nine thirty your time. Yeah, right. I get all the time. Um, you do a free thirty minute. Uh, manifesting yeah. um, kind of a, of, of a, like a class or whatever. Yeah. So anybody that is listening to this right now and you go find the group, um, join us on Monday because we're always there for a half yep. hour there. And then from there, you've got all the different options. You've got advanced manifesting. You've got your money intense uh, classes. There's all these different classes that people can take. And yeah. um, before we go, I just wanted to say that I, I read the book by Jensen Sereno, um, How to Be a Badass and How to Be a Badass at Making Money. I love and, those books. Um, that out of all the books that I've listened to, and I've listened to about a hundred different books from authors that want to help you become a better person. Yeah. And I'm pretty proud about saying that because three years ago, I would have been like, I've read zero books. <laughs> That's a lot. That's huge. Yeah, I've read a lot. <laughs> And I read that and what they, what she talked about in there was you can't make money till you spend money and how she made herself feel uncomfortable. And then all the money just came pouring in. And, mm -hmm. um, I've always been such a cheapskate and we've always been, you know, being a single mom, you, I didn't want to spend any extra money on anything. Right. And by going through these classes, it, it loosened up the belt a little bit and <laughs> it, it allows me to think, you know what? 
the people that are providing a service to me have value and that value is with money. And so instead of looking for everything that's free, I want to make sure, and I'm, and I, I'm an accountant, so I can't make myself too uncomfortable. <laughs> right. But I can make myself a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, it has come back. Like I spend 500 and $1,000 shows up over here with a new client. Yay. So listening to that book, without that book, I don't think that I would have been, I'd have been like, man, I like the free 30 minutes, but man, I just don't have that dollars That's just a lot. And then I go to the casino and I drop $200 in a slot machine. (laughs) What? So, you know, I I think you have to, this is great to have, to have someone that's there in person, but there's so many books out there. um, And they can always contact me on Chemology 411 if you want a list of some really good books to listen to. But remember that if you believe you have value and you believe that someone should be paying you for your services, that the people that are helping you have value and that you should be paying them for their services. And uh, I think that's the biggest thing, especially in self-help, because a lot of people, they just really just want to look for the cheapest way of doing it. And that is not where all of the big successful people got by cheap cutting corners Nope. And, and not, not putting their money where their mouth is. So yeah. um, there's so many different, there's so many different things that you have to offer. And I'm excited that you joined me on my superstar segment. Me too. Superstar is hard. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it is we hard. need to stick together as superstars. Yes, we, well, we do. We have some plans. We're going to be working. We've got some things going on in the next couple of years. I like to plan things out and I've got a great idea. And we also have our friend Scott. Yes. um, So excited. Went to school together Mm -hmm. and and I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't start seeing the three of us, you know, coming out and taking over the world because I believe that we all have strengths in three different places. Yeah, I think, we did. I think that if we were together and we did something, I think you would come out with, with everything you possibly needed to know. Um, <sighs> probably more and, and probably um, excited and wanting more. So we'll be work. We'll be working on that. I, like yeah. I said, stay tuned, right? Yes. Yes. This is only the big, this is only the beginning. And I'm, I'm excited that you join me. Um, Thanks. as my last guest on here, Oleg said, he, I said, called him a superstar and he goes, I think everybody's a superstar. And I go, that's kind of what this show means. Like, yeah. I truly believe that everyone's a superstar. I wouldn't be calling yeah. myself something that I don't believe everybody else is. Right. Just but, not everyone has tapped into it yet. No, no, they haven't. And they don't believe it. And so that's what I like. I love hanging out with other people that are like, I'm so awesome. <laughs> In a good way. (laughs) Right. In a healthy way. In a healthy way. So anyway, do you have anything else that you want to say? Anything else that you want to tell my amazing fans out there? Well, we should invite them to the retreat. Oh, yeah. Definitely the retreat. Um, I also think that we need to make sure that they know that you're in Utah. But 90% of what you do is online. Yeah. So, so I have clients have everywhere. Yeah. So your clients are all over the world. And so yeah. if you're looking for a coach, whether you have business, you have personal, you have whatever. And the cool thing about Kelly is she's got a team. 
this isn't just Kelly. She's got a team. If, if you're, if you're going through something and it doesn't fit into her, her, um, what do you call it? Not agenda, but in her expertise. Yes. In your expertise, she she can say, I got someone over there for you. And we've got a couple groups where we all kind of work together with each other. You've got amazing people. So when they have a mastermind group. Yeah. It's, it's It's amazing. It's really amazing. It is. And you were gone for a week on your retreat and I didn't have any Kelly for a week and it was odd. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I wasn't pathetic and I didn't go and like watch her like, like on TV, watch in slow motion. (laughs) (laughs) Could you imagine? It wasn't so funny. I'm glad it wasn't that bad. <laughs> it, was, it was a little bit less than that. I think a little bit. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I love uh, anyway, so we have we'll have a lot more things to to talk yeah. about, and uh, go check out Scott's um, uh, superstar segment as well as uh, Val and Heather and Oleg, and now we have Kelly and. Um, I'm hoping to do more and more of the superstar segments as I yeah. get more people. So if you have someone that you want me to, if you think is a superstar, let them, you know, and I will get them on the podcast. And yeah, I, w- I, I can't wait to figure out this retreat thing because I think that would be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm I- so excited you're coming. <laughs> you know, it's right after tax season. So it's like, I'm going to have to work really hard to do the retreat to then to go to Texas. Cause I've got to, yes. I always go Memorial day weekend to Texas. So oh. like hopefully with all this COVID stuff is over and then I go there and then I can just fly off and, um, so fun. you know, so that's what superstars do. It's like, Right. I got with my scheduling agent, me, and I we jet set. We're exactly, jet set. We're jet setters. And <laughs> a Sunday, a Sunday, I will go to a foreign country and I will be on stage, preferably like Australia, because that accent is flipping amazing. Ooh. I can't even imagine. I'd be like overloaded with that that yeah. Australian accent. Yes. I know a girl that does events in Australia, so Ooh, yeah. Well, first of all, I have to like do one. <laughs> We'll build you up to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll build you up to Australia. We'll get, we'll get up there. All right, yeah. guys, we are going to conclude this episode of Superstar. Thank you once again for joining me. And um, like I said, every single time, um, make sure to always think about yourself. But most important, you need to make sure you keep taking all of your adventures. And so we'll talk to everyone soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.